0: continue the Bible creation account series, and in today's teaching, we're going to start looking at the flood of Noah, and we'll do it over two um, teachings. Um, in today's teaching, we're really going to concentrate a little bit about the um, impossibility of the flood account taking place in the natural, um, and we'll understand it a bit more as we go through today's teaching. So the reason that we look at the flood account is because it's, uh, as I say, it's a very important event in the timeline of the history of mankind. And um, with regards to the flood, there's certain aspects that took place in the natural, and certain aspects that took place in the supernatural. And without the supernatural side of it, in other words, without God getting involved with regards with His supernatural power, well, the flood could not have taken place. And with regards to that particular point, scientists can convincingly, convincingly prove to us that the flood account and the account of the ark itself doing what the Bible says it did uh, is an absolute impossibility. And we'll actually look at it in the natural today and we'll look at uh, certain aspects specifically around the ark and we will see that um, that's actually the, the, the truth of the matter that it is actually, and it was, impossible for Noah to have done what God told him to do if we just look at it in the natural. Um, however, we we obviously serve a supernatural God, and so there are aspects around this particular account in Scripture where God gets involved with his supernatural power. Now, without that, as I say, the flood account is... Um, a fairy tale, I suppose you can put it across that from that point of view, because in the natural it proves to be impossible, and we're going to see that quite convincingly with regards to the construction of the ark and what it uh, was designed to do. Um, with regards to um, the supernatural power of God, you know, obviously natural man gets very upset when uh, Christians come across and say, "All right, well, we understand that what you're saying is correct because it is correct. We'll show it to you now." Um, that could not ha- have happened, not in the natural. However, we serve God, and He's a supernatural God, and He has supernatural power and ability to do certain things. Now they get very upset with that argument, because it kind of dis- discounts their argument, because they like to look at everything in the natural. And so as I say, in the natural they can quite convincingly, convincingly disprove their Bible flood account. However, when you start bringing in to the equation the supernatural power of God, well, then the flood does become uh, quite feasible. And we'll also look at that as we go into today's teaching and, and tomorrow's teaching. And so, as we've already mentioned, roughly 11,000 years ago, God caused the flood to come upon the, the face of the earth. And we'll read the account in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13 to 22. Scripture says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door in of the ark in its side. You shall also make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of the animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every uh, kind will come to you, and keep to keep them alive and you shall take for yourself all food that is eaten and you shall gather it to yourself and it shall be for food for you and for them thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him so he did and so we see in this passage of scripture very clearly that God chose the vehicle of an ark in order to save mankind because uh, Noah his wife his, his sons and their wives would then repopulate the earth and mankind thus would be uh, saved. But also God chose this vehicle of of an ark in order to save every species that God had created um, as well, so that the the species could then once again flourish in the earth and repopulate the earth. Um, And so we we see that God gave um, Noah certain dimensions with regard to this ark. But the dimensions that our, our Lord gave to uh, Noah are not recorded in any kind of detail for us in Scripture. We just get the overall dimensions that God gives to us, and that is uh, the length of the ark, um, the length equates to roughly uh, 144 meters long, uh, 14 meters high, and 24 meters wide. That's the dimensions that we are given in Scripture, that's all. But we get no. Further detail. However, God did say to Noah he needed to make three decks, a lower, middle, and upper deck. Um, and he also spoke about housing the animals in, uh, in certain containers. Now, Noah would have needed far more detail than what we see in scripture in order for him to be able to build the ark. Now, just because there's no detail given to us in scripture does not mean that God did not impart that detail to Noah. He must have. Why do we say that? Well, if we go again uh, another account in Scripture, God gave very uh, detailed information to David in the, the plan around building the first temple. Now, again, when we look at Scripture, there's just a very brief overview of the um, detail given to David that he records for the design of the temple. But there would have been a lot more detail given to him How do we know that? Well, when we go look at Ezekiel's account in Scripture of the third temple, which is yet to be built, we see very, very detailed instructions given by God to Ezekiel on how to build that temple. Now, why did God give so much detail to Ezekiel? And it's recorded in Scripture, but he didn't give so much detail to David. And it's not recorded in Scripture, that which he did give to David. It's because God knew that we still, well, not we, that The Jews still have to build the third temple. So they needed that detail in order to be able to construct the temple according to the dimensions that God wants. And so um, architects today in Israel have actually designed the temple based on the the very detailed dimensions and instructions given in uh, the book of Ezekiel. They can do that. However, they cannot go and design uh, the temple that David built architecturally because they don't have enough detail but david would have been given exactly the same amount of detail to build the first temple as ezekiel was given to build the third temple so i trust you understand their concept now bring that across to the ark exactly the same thing god would have given noah very detailed instructions as to how to build that ark but only the broad outline is given to us recorded for us in scripture so that in is uh, an aspect in the natural that would have had to be have given to Noah um, no supernatural intervention by God there, except in giving Noah the instructions on just how to build this particular uh ark and we know certain aspects, we know that to be the case because um Noah needed to be able to accommodate certain animals because God said to him, You need to build these containers within the the ark." for the, to house the animals and Noah would have had to accommodate animals that he'd never seen before think about animals that were on the other side of the planet because you know Noah was only um his exposure to the animal kingdom was that which was in his local environment but God was going to be bringing animals um from all over the planet to Noah and so you know elephants giraffes things like that Noah had never seen before But he needed to now be able to build uh, to accommodate those animals in the ark and so he would have needed all of that information God certainly imparted that information to him and thus Noah was able to then build the ark uh, constructed according to the detail given to him. Now one of the other things that we need to understand about the ark um, is that in the natural people tend to and you see all these pictures of this of ark of the ark in, in, on the internet etc. Um, they always picture it as the shape of a ship, um, and their, their natural thinking is that the ark needed to be in the shape of some kind of a ship because why? Because it would need to navigate uh, huge waves um, on this on this sea uh, as the storm raged around it. However, that's not the case at all because. The Bible doesn't talk about any storm that raged when the flood, came, flood occurred on the earth. It just talks about rain. And so the, earth was, the, the, the environment was very calm. It was just a, lot, a huge amount of rain that caused the flood to take place on the earth. There were no great big waves that had to be overcome. There was no storm raging around the ark, nothing like that. And so the, the um, design of the ark was actually very plain. And how do we know that? well again we know that from scripture because in scripture there's another ark mentioned again don't forget God's the one who said to Noah build an ark and so God is the one who also said to the Jews build an ark what's the ark that they built the ark of the covenant now the ark of the covenant is a rectangular box it's not it's not a, a shapely you know it has all these weird shapes to it no it's just a rectangular box and so the ark of that God was instructing Noah to build, would have been exactly the same shape, a rectangular container. And so a more accurate description of what the ark actually looked like, a shipping container. That's it. Uh, It didn't have to have uh, the dimensions of a ship because it was going to encounter huge waves. And it didn't need to sail in any direction because all it needed to do was float upon the water until the the water subsided and then it, uh, it would be... Um, divest its cargo onto the earth again and so the ark dimensions are exactly that it's just a large container and and I say that is the the shape of the ark so all of that is supernatural from the point of view of what information God imparts to Noah but natural from the point of view of Noah building the ark now scripture does tell us Noah preached for a hundred years so he had a hundred years to construct the ark um, so he had enough time uh, with the, the help that uh, he needed in order to construct the ark. There might have been some people around helping him, thinking he was a bit of a nutter, because here he's building this wooden uh, container out in the middle of nowhere, uh, because he says it's going to rain, and no one's ever seen rain before. But they helped him because he paid good salaries. But anyway, we can, uh, I digress on that point. And so now we get to the aspect of, of the ark that is... Not possible in the natural, and we're going to now prove that. How many animals would needed to would have needed to be accommodated on the ark? Because God had said, you know, that all of the animals in whom is the breath of life, he was going to bring to the ark, and and that's how you're going to save the, the species on the earth. Well, if we have a look at the, the animals in whom there's the breath of life, it's birds, reptiles, amphibian, amphibians, and mammals. That's the four that are in the category. And so obviously, um, for obvious reasons, marine life not included in there. They didn't need to be on the ark. They could quite comfortably um, continue to cope in in the water. Marine life survives in the water. And also another um, species or um, division of species is, is the insect life. Now there's over a million of them uh, different types of species in the earth that we know of today roughly. Um, but we don't need to bring them into our calculations about the ark because, you know, for obvious reasons this an insect doesn't exactly take up a lot of room and also doesn't eat a lot of food. So we you know we can discount that from the the discussion of today. We're gonna to look at the the impossibility of the ark being able to accommodate all those animals um, for one year because the ark was on the on the waters for literally for a year. So that's what we have to work around. Okay, so with regards to the animals that needed to go onto the onto the ark, um we said the bird species needed to go and So in the earth today there's roughly ten thousand bird species, separate species in the earth. So there's ten thousand there. Um there's roughly ten thousand seven hundred different species of reptiles in the earth and there's Uh, approximately 7,000 amphibian species in the earth. So with regards to the total number of birds, reptiles, and amphibians that needed to enter into the ark in order to be saved, the total number, because don't forget we have to double up male and female, is 55,400 in total. That equates, so now we need to work on averages in order to, because we're trying to work out could the ark do this, that, that we see in scripture. accomplish the work that God said it must do. The the average weight of birds, reptiles and amphibians, the average size and weight equates to roughly the size of a chicken. Um, Because you get very small reptiles, you get very small birds, you get very large birds, you get very large amphibians, you get very small amphibians. And so you average it all out and the average size works out to the size of an average chicken of three kilograms. That's the weight of an average chicken. And so, if you take the average of um, all of that and apply it to the 55,400, the cargo weight of the birds, reptiles, and amphibians works out to roughly 166,000 kilograms. So, we're starting to work out the cargo weight uh, that needs to go inside this arc. There are approximately 5,420 mammal species alive in the earth today. So, that we also need to bring into the equation. That means that roughly 10,840 mammals would have had to go onto the ark now with regards to mammals the average size of mammals works out to the size of a sheep because again you get very small little mammals mice get very large mammals elephants and so the average across the board is the average size of a sheep and the average size, weight of a sheep is 150 kilograms so we then do the math on that and that equates to a total cargo weight for the mammals of 1.6 million kilograms Uh, So therefore, the the combined cargo weight of all of the creatures that needed to go onto the ark is roughly 1.79, 1.8 million kilograms. Still, because there's a a group of young um, physicists, um, am I correct? No, not physicists. Bear with me. Physics graduates at the University University of Leicester. They've done some calculations around the ark and they've estimated that the ark could hold 50 million kilograms in weight, just over 50.5 million kilograms in weight. So we're now having to look, is it possible that this ark that is recorded for us in scripture uh, could have accommodated everything that needed to be on there? So bear in mind, the the calculation is that this ark could accommodate 50.5 million kilograms of cargo weight and still float. That's what uh, these uh, scientific students have uh, po- uh, calculated, and they posted it out there, their research, and no one's really disputed their uh, findings. So we've come up with 1.8 million kilograms, roughly, for the various animals that had to go on to The volume of water. Now, don't forget, we need to feed and and water and provide enough water. Noah and his family and feed them for a year and so we're talking about eight people so the volume of water needed to store on the ark to sustain eight people for a year it's drinking washing toiletries cooking etc would be roughly about 280 thousand kilograms so not a lot but it's something we need to take into the equation the volume of food needed to store on the ark for to sustain eight people for a year is inconsequential. It works out to roughly 2,000 kilograms worth of weight. So again, uh, it's not really impacting on the overall calculations. Um, The same students that we spoke about calculated that the um, outer shell of the arc itself would have weighed roughly 1.2 million kilograms. And so we can kind of assume that the internal structures of the ark because don't forget we're lower middle and upper deck with all of the compartments in the ark in order to uh, house the various animals we can assume that the 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 internal construction of the ark would have been a similar weight 1.2 million kilograms Um, so now we've got um, 1.8 million kilograms for the actual animals we've got 280,000 282,000 kilograms for Noah and his family for food and water and we've got uh, 1.2 million kilograms for the internal structures of the ark. So we're still well within the 50.5 million kilograms this ark is designed to carry in cargo. So it still floats, not a problem. However, now we get to the problem because now we have to provide food and water for these animals uh, for one year. So what does that calculate down to? The total weight of one year supply of food for the mammals um, would have been roughly 8 million kilograms in weight because if you take what an average sheep eats uh, per day you multiply it out, you do the math in order to supply all of the mammals there were uh, 10,800 mammals on the ark in order to supply their food requirements for one full year you're looking at uh, just over eight million kilograms of food. In order to supply that same, uh, the food supply for the birds, the reptiles, and the amphibians, you need it equates to roughly just over six million kilograms of food. So that's the food. We're still within the fifty million mark, so we can still accommodate everybody. But this is where the it, it now goes completely stupid. The t- <coughs> excuse me. The total weight of one year supply of water. For the mammals would have been roughly 32 million kilograms. These guys got to drink for a whole year. There's no more water out there. The rain only falls for 40 days. After that, it's just they're surrounded by salt water, so they've got to carry all their water with them for a year. 32 million kilograms. The total weight of one year supply of food for the birds, the reptiles, and the amphibians worked out to 41 million kilograms. And again, we're taking into account what an average chicken uh, drinks and eats in a day multiplying out every sheep eats and drinks in a day multiplying out and that's how we get to the calculation the total calculation now of the food the animals the the water um, and even taking into account Noah and his family works out to 90.4 million kilograms we've got a problem because this ark can only carry 50.5 million kilograms and so in total cargo weight It couldn't have happened. The ark could not have carried that amount of cargo. So that's kind of disproving the ark straight away from that point of view. That's why we say we need a supernatural component to this, because in the natural it can't be done. And scientists can prove that and then they laugh at the Christians. They say, you know, you guys are trying to say something and and put across something that's actually impossible. And they're right. That is impossible. What about the volume? Because we also need to look at it was there enough space on the ark to accommodate all these animals, all the food, all the water, etc. And so again, the, in, the internal volume size of the ark was roughly 440,000 uh, uh, cubic meters. That's the, the total internal volume that it could accommodate. The cubic meter volume required to house mammals on the ark was roughly 90,000 cubic meters. Don't forget we're working on the average of the sheep. And giving the sheep some space, you know, so it's not a case of each animal is right on top of each other. Giving a bit of uh, space for the the sheep to breathe in. Um, So that's 90,000 cubic meters. Don't forget we've got uh, uh, 440,000 cubic meters to work with. The cubic meter volume for the birds, the animals and the reptiles combined is 110,000 cubic meters. So we're still within our our range. We have now 202,000 cubic meters total. Um, So we have enough uh, space. So uh, people say, biblical scholars say, see, that's less than half the space of the rest was enough space to store the water and the food required. Well, was there enough space to store the water and the food required? Well, if we go to do the calculation again of how to accommodate that volume of food and water that we've already discussed, um, one-year supply of food for mammals would have required approximately 134,000 cubic meters of space, and the volume required to uh, store a one-year supply of food uh, for birds, reptiles, and amphibians would have been roughly 102,000 cubic meters of space. But then we get to the, the water supply as well. And the water supply uh, for uh, for, mammal, for the mammals on the ark for one year would have been roughly 32,000 cubic meters of space. And the water, uh, water supply for birds, reptiles and animals for one year would have been approximately 41,000 cubic meters of space. That adds up to a total of 550,000 cubic meters of space. We've got... 440,000 cubic meters of space within the ark to accommodate that. So we're in excess by volume of 110,000 cubic meters of space. So, again, in the natural, both with, with regards to the weight and the volume of the cargo, the ark was not big enough to handle it. Couldn't do it. It's an impossibility. And so, in the natural, the ark couldn't have done what the Bible account says it did do. So there has to be another explanation to it. But also there's the other, an, another added dimension of the impossibility in the natural for the ark account to be true. And that is with regards to eight people, because that's all there were on the earth, on, on the ark, should I, should I say? Eight people logistically taking care of the needs of 65,000 different animals and birds and reptiles and amphibians on the ark. Feeding them every day, watering them every day, um, and disposing of roughly 55 tons of waste material every day. Eight people doing that every day, not possible. In total impossibility. It couldn't happen. And so, from every logical standpoint with regards to the ark itself, the capacity of the ark to carry the weight of the, the cargo weight couldn't be done. The capacity of the ark to carry the volume of space required for that which was needed on the ark couldn't be done. And the logistic ability of eight people being able to care for 65,000 animals every single day, uh, feeding them, watering and disposing of 55 tons of waste material every day couldn't be done. It's impossible. And so with regards to that aspect. you know, it's just an impossibility but we also get to another aspect because we're looking in the natural could this have happened and we say no quite clearly couldn't it couldn't but there's another aspect as well the very diet of the various species on the ark um, I mean we're talking about species from every part of the planet now there's a couple of points that prove that, that in the natural it was an impossibility Noah. Because people say, what, what Noah did was he had a hundred years, uh, and he stored all of the food and requirements on the ark for all the various animals and the water, etc., etc." But Noah didn't know who was coming. Noah didn't know about giraffes and um, polar bears, uh, pengu- well penguins, yeah, penguins would have been on the ark as well. Uh, he didn't know about kangaroos. He didn't know about uh, m- most of the species on the planet. So he wouldn't have known what types of food they ate. And so he couldn't prepare for that, all of that food. And even if he had known, let's say God had told him, Noah, you need to prepare this type of food for this animal, this type of food for this animal. Noah didn't have the ability to go throughout the earth, over, even over the 100-year period, get all that food and bring it back to the ark. <clears throat> he didn't have that ability because he's got to get into North America, South America, Australia, all of these places, Africa down the line, um, which are separated by oceans and he can't get there to gather that food and logistically bring it back and still build the ark. It was an absolute impossibility for him to be able to do that. And so from the, the, the weight of the cargo, the volume of the cargo, um, the Ability of eight people to logistically look after 65,000 animals every day for one year, impossible. And for Noah to have prepared that volume of food, including the the various uh, variety of the dietary requirements of every species on the planet, that could not be done. And so in the natural, the ark, absolute impossibility to do what uh, what God said it should do. has to therefore be another explanation around that and that's the supernatural component we're not going to touch on that today we're going to move into the supernatural component um, in the next teaching but we just needed to show from the natural point of view that Christians and I'm talking there's some Christians that have quite a large um, uh, influence amongst the Christian community that try to prove that you know Noah did all of this in the natural It is such an impossibility that it just ridicules the Christian community uh, from the rest of the world's point of view when the Christians try to prove that this is how it was done. Because it wasn't done like that. It couldn't be done like that. It was an impossibility for it to be done like that. God had to get involved. And that's what we as believers, Christians, need to really put across. Because if we just go in the natural, we just look like absolute idiots in the eyes of the world when we say, this is how it was done. Because they know that that's impossible. And for Christians to try and say, no, it was possible, no, it wasn't. We need God involved here. And we're going to look at how God got involved in the next teaching. We're we'll going to have the teaching there.